This is taking forever. Jake, I need to go use the restroom. Take the cart and grab that uh, organic grass-fed, free-range, boneless tofu. <sighs> Fine. Seriously, though, it is on the grocery list. Yeah, I heard you the first time. Seriously, though, it is on the grocery list. <laughs> oh, man, they have Tide Pods. A few moments later. There's someone in there. I'll just wait till we're back. Are those Tide Pods in your mouth? Screw you. I swear to God, when we get back, I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap. Uh, n never mind. Did you even get the tofu? It's your responsibility to push the cart. Screw you. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to yet another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I am joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going all right, buddy. Good to see you. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> long time. Gotta, you gotta uh, get these impromptu starts. Get you off balance. Catch you flat-footed. You know I'm sensitive about that, right? <laughs> Impose a dex penalty. That's basically <laughs> what I'm getting to. Um... What do you want to talk about tonight, Dave? Uh, based on the intro, Overwatch. I'm feeling Overwatch tonight. All right, that's good. We can keep the theming uniform, you know. Yeah. Not mix it up too much. Someday we should, though. <laughs> just have an intro that completely suggests an entirely different game. <laughs> yeah, we'll just take like, the stock intro or like main theme of like Halo <laughs> yeah. and do something else. Yeah, something immediately recognizable to basically everyone. I think that would be ideal. But Overwatch sounds good. We can talk about that. Uh, I know a lot of our friends play Overwatch because I play with them. So, yeah, you much more so than I. <laughs> some firsthand experience. But I know you play. You play. You play occasionally. And jump in. Yeah, there. You've, you've seen me at some lands. R rustle the bucket. Kick Pl the kick the leaves. <laughs> These are expressions, right? <laughs> I, maybe. Does that does that mean I don't do anything in the game? So just kind of idly. Hey, sometimes you stuff? just need to kick the bucket. I'm creating space, Jake. Creating space. <laughs> it's very useful. So, why is Overwatch a type of game where you need to make space? What type of game is Overwatch? I would definitely consider it a first-person shooter. That's probably safe. Team-based. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let's not go crazy. <laughs> and it's also role-based. Yeah. So different characters will have different abilities, different strengths and weaknesses. You'll have your tanks, your people who are better at defense. Mm-hmm. You have your sniper douchebags. Right. I don't like being shot in the head from a distance, but so, it happens a lot. So you're talking about TF2? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I have very similar sentiments, but I like Overwatch a lot more than TF2. Yeah. I think they built off of it a lot. And uh, Engineer's not a thing in this one. Or Spy. So. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Oh, uh, poor Ian. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. he loves the NG. But... Yeah. I mean, there's things close to it. This game obviously took a lot of inspiration from TF2. Um they currently have it, like you said, they're split up into three categories. They've got damage, tanks, and supports. And that's the uh, basically the break yeah. um, for uh, roles. But different pl characters play uh, completely differently. You know, Rather than having just a bunch of people, say this, if this was Battlefield, you'd have a bunch of people with different types of guns, heavy weaponry, things like that. And this, uh, each hero has their own abilities, right? And uh, those abilities kind of determine how they're played. So uh, you have some characters who are like, uh, one example would be a healer, Anna. She has this rifle that can 
damage enemies. Like, she does a fair amount of damage. Um, she can get work done on that front, but primarily as a healer. She shoots her allies, they get healed inexplicably, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we finally found a solution to friendly fire. Make I it... feel like it was friendly fire, and they just coded it a little bit differently. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no, we'll let it play. We'll see how it goes. Make it actually friendly. <laughs> Shoot me <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah, put me out of my misery. And get back up there. <laughs> yeah. um, but there are many heroes introduced to the game at this point. Uh, a pretty expansive roster. I don't know exactly how many because I can't count, but around twenty-ish. I'm gonna say twenty-five off the cuff. Actually, wait. I know that there was twenty. <laughs> uh, Hero twenty-eight was uh, Hamtaro. So. We're going to say 28 (laughs) at this point in time. Yeah. I'm going to hedge my bets just in case he was 29, but I think I'm pretty sure he's 28. So Uh, quite a a few heroes, um, a lot of variety, and like some of the the classic team-based shooters, like uh, I want to go to Wolfenstein, but it's so much easier to go to Battlefield, the game people actually played. Yeah. Uh, You'd have like six classes and, you know, really large maps. Overwatch is much smaller maps, um, a lot of times a, a bit more linear, and like uh, they'll have side passages and things, but uh, they're kind of fixed engagement zones. They'll try to put you in a specific area. Yeah, like, they'll give you choke points, so if you're on defense, you don't have to worry about people coming from all possible directions. Yeah. Because a lot of people do have um, advantages in mobility as part of their abilities. Right. Yeah, a good example of that would be the hero Farah, who is one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, she's, I, I actually enjoy her because I uh, played a lot of tribes back in the day, and so having a jetpack and like flying around at high speeds is basically basically my jam. Yeah, rocket launcher too doesn't hurt. That's pretty good. Um, so I, I really like her kit, uh, and there's a lot of other heroes like that, like you mentioned, really fast people. Do you want to go over some heroes and kits? Sure. Um, let's see. You can start with your favorites first. That's 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 a safe bet. Uh, so they have this uh, mechanic where if you are playing competitive, which is just like you know ranked, or a lot of games have some way to try hard mode. Yeah. Yeah, try hard mode basically. Um, you get these points, and you can buy golden weapons as replacements for your heroes. And so I can track this kind of by just what heroes I have golden weapons for. Pharaoh was one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have McCree. Who's like a gunslinger, basically. Putin, uh, Putin, gun shooting. Yeah, voiced by Vladimir Putin. Yeah, our uh, one and only DM. Um, but uh, Alex Mercer, obviously. <laughs> wow, you fucked that up. Alex Mercer. It's Matt Mercer. Matt. Oh my gosh, I went from. No, no, no! You're leaving this in. No, I'm gonna cut. Jake, it. Jake's going to cut this, but hear me out. Right. I'll hear Jake you out. Jake loves Matt so Mercer so much. I so I said so. This is where it came from. And, I mean, you guys will never hear this because I'm going to cut it, obviously. But Alex Mercer is the name of the protagonist from Prototype. Yep. And in a pinch, sometimes my brain goes to the wrong one. Because <laughs> it'll be like, yeah, the protagonist of Prototype, Matt Mercer. I'm going to, I got to cut this, Dave, if he ever listens to this. <laughs> then he'll think it's charming. Yeah, no, you don't know him like I do. <laughs> I'm the one who actually met him once. You know him better than I do. <laughs> I didn't say that I liked him, I, that I knew him better than you did. You just don't know him like I do. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Anyways, that's a bit of a side tangent. Uh, McCree uh, does a lot of damage, uh, has a six-shooter, low mobility, 
Um, but as long as you're being really accurate with the shots, that's basically where he comes into his own. Yeah, pretty decent DPS. Mm-hmm. And then his ult can clear a lot if he's given some time and space. Yep, you basically get a uh, reticule on every visible enemy that uh, fills really quickly. And once it's zeroed in, it becomes a skull. And assuming that the bullet hits them at that point, at that point, uh, it'll kill them. Uh, so you can fire, and he'll just fan across the screen, killing everybody really rapidly. And it was a good ability when the game came out, and has <laughs> since become harder to use. <laughs> yeah, because there's a voice line, and you know what's happening. Yeah. So you kind of duck behind some cover and wait it out. Yeah. Similar deal with Farah. Like her ults fire a bunch of rockets down, and she just sits there. So apparently, I have a guy, like I have a thing for characters that just sit there and <laughs> wait to be shot when I'm they go to ult. My abilities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh. It's a little unfortunate. What about one of yours, though? Well, in that same vein of channeling ults, mm-hmm. uh, one of my big favorites, and probably the only character I've ever played, <laughs> is Junkrat. Yeah. Who has a grenade launcher, and then has like a throwable mine, and mm-hmm. then a trap. And if he dies, he explodes. And his ult is a rip tire, which is obviously another explosive, where you kind of kick it off, and you get to play as the tire for a little bit, and jump right. around. Your consciousness transfers into the tire. <laughs> Yes, it, it assumes your soul for the time being, <laughs> while your body just kind of waits there. Yeah. <laughs> but you can control the tire, move it into a clump of enemies, and then blow it up. Yeah. Blow it all up. He, uh, Junkrat is an accomplished psychonaut. <laughs> Capable of mind jumping into a tire. <laughs> Appreciate the reference there. Yeah. I had to make up for the uh, the earlier, earlier discrepancy. It's going to bother me. All right. Who's uh, that, Steve Schaefer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bill Schaefer. <laughs> uh, Tim Schaefer, I think. <laughs> I don't know, Tim doesn't sound right. I think another one for me, so another golden weapon uh, mm-hmm. guy is uh, Zenyatta, who is this floating robot monk. It's just the Shaolin monk. And he was one of the characters I really uh, gravitated towards when the game launched because it's like, people don't want to be healers. I'll pick a healer. He's not like a main healer. He doesn't heal a lot unless he's in his ultimate, which heals everyone around him. Yeah. But uh, he heals kind of slowly over time. The way it works is you'll throw out an orb. You can target an ally, and that orb will just stick to them as long as they're in your sight. And it'll just heal them over time. So he's kind of a fire and forget. Um, but the trick is, now that you've done your, your duty as a healer and you've got that uh, healing going on, you can now focus on killing the entire enemy team yeah. by continuing to throw out these other orbs, um, which I'm always a fan of. Like, any time I can masquerade as a healer and secretly no, kill no, everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's basically my jam. I thought I like to play uh, in Dota as well. I like to pick somebody who's like, oh yeah, I'll support, mm-hmm. but like you buy one ward and then you just go on a murder rampage. Yeah, I'm think, rushing Ags and Blink. Yeah, you can't stop me. I'm the most guilty of this. Like you guys have heard the Dota episode, you know that I gravitate yeah. towards healers that deal a lot of damage and can defend themselves. It's nice to play a character who has utility mm-hmm. and can have game impact. But if you lose the game, you can blame your DPS for sucking. Right? Yeah. You're like, what are you talking about? I was healing the whole time, and you're just like at the front. You're like beyond the front lines. There's tanks and everything like that behind you, and yeah. you're just ah, full blood lust. <laughs> you know, like a standard monk. Um, and yeah, I, I really enjoy playing him. I haven't played him as much recently because there's been a lot of heroes added to the game that are really mobile, and they can like get on top of you really quick. And he has no escape mechanism 
So. No, he just kind of floats around slowly. His escape mechanism is kill them before they kill you. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> uh, sometimes it works. but Discord a few headshots never does anybody wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you were on Discord, you could coordinate those headshots when <laughs> you're talking with your allies. Kill, kill that guy. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. It's also an ability in the game. So you can amplify damage on one target just like you can heal somebody. Um, which is pretty legit. You got anybody else that uh, that you like to play? No? Okay. <laughs> I, it's like a part of me just wants to go with the, I only play Junkrat. Right. Um, which is primarily true. But then we have other people who are like, oh, I want to play Junkrat. I'm like, oh, shit. So I've been forced to play some others. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, I still enjoy playing Mei a lot. Yeah. Her right click will give you a long distance. Icicle that shoots out of your gun. So I like try and snipe that from long distances, or if I'm close enough with melee, I'll try and put the frost on a big tank to yeah. freeze him, and then you shoot him in the head. Like freeze him solid for a second. Yeah. Get that easy headshot. But that bit of CC is, I find really helpful. Mm-hmm. She can also put down an ice wall, which you can use to navigate to some places or just block off the enemy team. Right. Or fuck over a teammate. Right. Either or. That's the main use. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you accidentally stop enemy team. <laughs> You yeah. can turn into a block of ice to dodge some damage and also heal over time. Yep. Got that cryostasis. Yeah. And then if you, again, are coordinating with your team a little bit, she does have a little castable projectile for her ult, which then does this icy dot in a big circle. Yeah. Like, so it's really good for, I wouldn't say area denial, mm-hmm. but if something's already there, keeping them there, you just, or if they're blocked off by the wall, just be like, freeze, yeah. freeze, bitches. It's like if you have to come through this place for one reason or another, uh, then you're going to have a bad time. And there's a lot of other heroes that have CC, like uh, crowd control abilities to limit mobility, and that's that's where May can monopolize on that. Like if you pull everybody together and then May freezes them all with her uh, her freeze, it's ridiculous. Um, I don't see May picked a lot, but I think she's probably underutilized right now. Yeah. But she's another character who doesn't really have that mobility. Mm-hmm. So she's typically more for defense than attack. Right. For that reason. And it's interesting because sometimes, like, uh, going into, like, what makes up defense or attack. Like, these are objective-based matches. Um, usually the objective is you capture this first point and then the response will change and you'll capture another point. Or capture a point and then uh, push a uh, payload uh, or cart uh, to the next objective, and then you'll you'll win, um, or you'll have like neutral king of the hill type maps. So different members of the cast uh, have different abilities that might be better on different types of maps or different maps in particular. Um, and sometimes May can be used uh, aggressively. Like there might be a map where there's a really um, really aggressive like choke point. It's really difficult to get through. And May's just like, all right, well, everybody come stand right here on the line, use this ice wall, and everybody just runs past. Like, they run over it and can flank the enemy team. Um, and that's been done to some crazy effect. So a lot of them have abilities like that that can be used in tandem to accomplish pretty cool things. I should really try that at some point. <laughs> it's really tough. Like, even knowing that that's a thing, I've still never... It- ever attempted it because you have to believe that you can get your team coordinated to that hey guys follow me oh okay yeah okay bye (laughs) guess i'll die (laughs) it's hard enough as lucio to have the speed boost and expect your team to follow you oh yeah to benefit from the speed boost 
so he's he's the other one right it's like he's he's somebody who wants to be playing sonic the hedgehog but was forced to play healer yeah <laughs> you get the speed boost to get your team up to an objective and then you switch to healing to have just passive aoe heal and circle and just try not to die because you're helping your team out just by existing yeah yeah i think lucio is pretty solid uh he's probably the healer that i've played the least um just because uh i i'm not as much a fan of like the the speed kind of like lower damage um i actually don't know why i don't play lucio as much i think maybe it's because you kind of have to stick to your team so much um and he he relies on that a lot he relies on being with his team a lot but i probably should <laughs> well like i said with Farah, you don't usually want to be in with your team you want to be above in a way and trying to snipe off some kills with rockets yeah and just have that air control yeah i think sometimes if our team is like we're going to just focus on like well what would be called like a death ball composition which is you all try to group together um sometimes i'm not the best candidate for that because i'm like oh man if i could go off to the side i'd be able to get so much work done and then i try and i die and we lose <laughs> so uh, it's all about discipline um when you get into like more competitive games um there are uh quite a few maps with like a lot of variety in overwatch um i think one of my favorite is probably uh, and a lot of people may disagree with me uh, but i really like the map route 66 it's got like a bunch of cool um as many of the starting locations do for attackers uh, they'll have uh, like posters put up in the spawn room and a bunch of things like that. They have this humorous uh, breakfast uh, menu up. They like list things, essentially like boiled dirt <laughs> and things like that. Just really ridiculous. Like what in the world yeah. is this uh, menu items? Um, but it's a payload map where you've got to take it through past this gas station where it's common for defenders to defend up to a wall, a gate that opens. And that's the first checkpoint. And then keep pushing it to the end. And uh, it's really interesting, the back and forth, kind of, to, to different map modes. If you queue up for one match, um, a map might be completely different in how it plays out than another, right? Oh, yeah. Do you have, like, a, do you have a particular map that you like or a favorite? I really enjoyed when Eichenwald came out, personally. Mm, okay. Yeah. The layout is really cool. Obviously, the theming, it's like a small town and then a castle yeah also for the i believe it's the second checkpoint the payload just kind of breaks down the door yeah, by yeah. beating it to shit yeah i remember when that was out in the trailers and they they showed that and people were like what <laughs> it was awesome but also like as junk rat there are a lot of higher vantage points where you can just barrage people with yeah. grenades and that's always been what i feel most comfortable with because it takes the least amount of skill yeah, but the, it's fun. The uh, the map layout there, like you said, it has like a lot of high vantage points, and it's just perfect for snipers. There's like, <laughs> it's a really good map for snipers. A little bit harder on the first point, but yeah. for the second point, there's this central, uh, like, uh, castle wall. Basically, you can stand on top of and overlook most of the map. Um, and I think it's it's fun to have differing terrain like that that inspires different character choices um do you actually 
pick different characters based off of the map itself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, probably not as much as I should, but uh, say say we're talking like Han- Hanamura or something, which is uh, the first point there, the first choke point is like pretty close to the attacker's spawn, but it's also really small. There's a small window to the side, and those are the two ways you can get through. And I've just like, I basically have PTSD from all of the matches I've played attacking where we were stuck at the choke point. Yeah. So I very much dislike playing like low mobility characters like McCree in that situation where I think that I might just end up stuck there. So I'm just like, nope, going D.Va, we're flying through the window. Yeah, I'll pick Winston a lot of times too, so Mm -hmm. I can just jump through and be like, I'm on the point, deal with me. Yes. And then while I'm distracted, my team can kind of push up a little bit. Yeah, because even if you die at that point, you've pulled the opponents off of the the choke point, so your team might be able to break in and get a pick or two. Remember that space creation I mentioned earlier? Boom, callback. Yeah, it's exactly this. Actually, Hanamura, I would say, is another one of those maps I really like because mm-hmm. the design is how I would love Japan to look like. I yeah. haven't been myself. Right. <laughs> but I can assume, right? <laughs> yeah. The but whole... Everything's laid out very nice. They have a combination of pagodas, a small town. Yeah. Um, a temple, I think, is where you end up, mm-hmm. technically. It's like a shrine thing. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's laid out really nicely, but... A th- Cherry blossoms. Yes, soccer yeah. trees. Yeah, but a trend with Blizzard games is we're gonna put more effort into this than we need to. Yeah, for um, little details, which really kind of flushes it out. It's been nice. That's for sure. Because like, if you look at it, their style is always very cartoonish. Yeah, but it's always in a nice, lovable way. Where you're like, ah, I kind of <laughs> like that. Nice, cool. It's not like a game that's trying to be too edgy. Right. It's not like a Darksiders type. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> my go-to for that. Yeah. And Darksiders is good, though. That'll be that'll probably be a next topic, you know, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Darksiders. Check out next week. Be sure to email us at... <laughs> Darksiders.com. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I like I like the, the touches for Hanamura. I, I know I already talked about like one of the starting areas, but they try to inject some something for people to play around with. Like, before the match starts. Yeah, because you, your team has to wait for about 30 seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can maybe communicate with some things, but it's also good to have some level of interactability. Yeah, so in this case, they will have they have an arcade. Um, and the arcade is just has all of these games and, like, claw machines and things. And you can just run up and start shooting everything. All the screens will break. There's uh, there's animations kind of uh, on, on online talking about... Or not talking about, but showing... Uh, the absurdity of this right you just you don't even have to make a joke you just animate what people literally do at the start of the match it's ridiculous right like let's go save the world but we have to be behind these gates for 30 seconds so let's vandalize everything we can (laughs) it's pretty great but uh i think i think overwatch is definitely we were talking about how teamwork can be very key to victory um and using character abilities in tandem, right? Like May to get over the wall. And a lot of ultimate abilities, which are like they charge slowly over time, usually by dealing damage, yeah. healing your allies. Uh, those will be like game winning or losing, you know, depending on how you use them. Um, the, uh, they'll have crazy effects, like something very powerful. And playing with uh, 
allies that you can trust and you know what they're thinking intuitively helps that a lot. So um, it's been a while since I kind of just played Overwatch on my own. And I think going into it with friends is definitely the right call. Do you have any good ults you like to come together? It's so, like Graviton Surge and anything. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while since I played Zarya. Because it feels like... Um, so Zarya is this uh, Russian bodybuilder. And she uh, has an energy gun that's amazing. It's, it's awesome. Doesn't deal that much damage normally. But she can give an ally a defensive barrier. Or put one on herself that blocks damage. And as it blocks damage, um, it gives her more charge for her gun. Uh, which is it's really cool to have those like feedback loops where you're just like ha I just saved my ally but I don't care about that now I'm full charge like I'm I'm going in right um, so people that are really like they feel great about saving their ally are enjoying the character because they save their ally and but they people, also get rewarded for it exactly people on the other side of the coin that are just like I just want to like burn through things with my like laser beam weapon. Uh, so I guess I'll shield my ally, right? <laughs> like, they're also pushed to the same productive behavior. Um, but yeah, her ultimate is... Uh, Miniature uh, black hole, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, Graviton. And uh, just pulls in pulls in a bunch of uh, nearby enemies, holds them there for a couple seconds. And is really good for comboing with pretty much anything else your team can do. <laughs> if anything is not single target, you can kind of just throw it into Graviton Surge. Yeah. Like Junkrat's grenades, easy one. Hanzo's ult, shooting at a dragon. That's that's the common one right now. That is the meta. Uh, if you happen to have her on the team. But it's been a little while since I played her. I need to play her a little bit more. I've been playing people with shields. Um, actually, Brigitte? I, I actually haven't even played that much Brigitte. Part of that's because um, Landon's always on him. Always on Brigitte. Yeah. So... I just I just let him have Brigitte. Like he can play her, it's fine. Um, and I just I don't have the experience with her yet. That's the problem is they keep releasing all these new heroes, and it's like unless I'm sitting down and like you know practicing. Well, yeah, if you're jumping into comp, you don't want to try a new character. Exactly. Like let me do with what I know that I know is reliable. Yeah, you don't want to like weigh the team down figuring it out in the middle of a match where everyone's trying really hard. But. Um, that new hero though oh yeah so that's, new, that's an interesting one yeah i don't every it seems like blizzard just one-ups themselves right like i don't know what they're thinking at this point what do you think of the new hero so i think some of it definitely comes from i'm gonna say pangolier from dota 2 mm-hmm. for some of the interactions because um i believe it's the the you, ball drop itself that gives you shield based on how many enemies are nearby? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a shift. Yeah, so the ball drop deals damage and knockback. Okay, but he has another button that gives him shields. They Based split on it how many up. enemies around though. Yes, exactly. Okay, they split it up slightly. Slightly. Yeah. Sorry, guys, not Dota two. <laughs> yeah, completely entirely different. Completely original concept. But they're adding the things where he's a ball and you can kind of grapple onto something and just swing the ball, and then if you get enough momentum. You'll actually deal damage. Yeah. You, your ball kind of turns on fire to show that you've built enough momentum. Yep. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Just so everyone uh, is aware that's listening to this podcast, we're talking about a hamster and a mech right now. <laughs> it's where the mech is a ball. It is <laughs> yeah. essentially, it is a hamster and a ball. Yeah. So you can like deploy and he has these uh, 
these rapid fire cannons that uh, do honestly a lot of damage. He's he's not in the game live right now. He's on PTR, the uh, p- public test realm. Yeah. But unless Blizzard thinks that he's just really overpowered, they'll probably put him live in his current state because they usually do when something goes on the PTR. And uh, yeah, he's he's a new tank. Dave's pretty much described him. He just flies all over the place, grabs onto things, builds momentum, and continues to roll. And it's pretty absurd. It's, I feel like it's going to be a high skill cap hero for that reason. Anybody who's like, hey, I've given you more mobility, you're like, I was good with walking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Landon was telling me how he, uh, uh, Lijang Tower Night Market is the one with the central point with the the drop on to the back and the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you can go along the outside and there's this like apartment wall, which is usually just uh, a drop, right? Like if you're there and you don't fly or something, that means you're falling through the air and you're going to die. And the strategy is to come out of spawn and, uh, barrel through that in ball form, jump off the ledge at an angle. So you're just kind of jumping off into the abyss, grab onto the wall with his, uh, grappling, uh, hook, and then just power through like a pendulum release at the apex and... Uh, land on the central point. You can actually just slam that, slam down on it, and it's completely absurd. It's just the weirdest thing. I know that it might be harder to track in podcast form, but this guy flies all over the place. Is the takeaway? <laughs> yeah, I think like previously the most mobile hero would have been Tracer. Yeah, Tracer who can kind of do like these blink dashes. Yeah, and it's like kind of like trying to swat a a gnat. Yeah. I hear it nearby, and it keeps biting me, but I don't know where it is. Yeah. Yeah, they've added a lot of mobility to um, not all of the recent heroes, but it definitely seems like knockback or mobility, or in the most recent case, give them, just give them both, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, he, is, he is the fastest, I think. I think right now he can cover the most ground, um, which is pretty impressive. So anyways, if you ever wanted to play a hamster in a giant robotic mech ball, it'll be your chance soon enough. If you like Super Monkey Ball, but I hated monkeys. Yeah, if you thought hamsters were better than monkeys. Also, so all of this meaningless mechanical stuff out of the way, uh, I really like Blizzard's character designs and uh, Hammond, which is the name of uh, Wrecking Ball, the hero, uh, is no exception. He, when he's uh, there in his mech, he's got his little hands on these controls, like basically trackballs, uh, and then like a little control thing. And when his ultimate comes up, a button actually pops up in the center of the mech, and he can hit that button when you press Q. When you press Q, he slams down with his fist, just <laughs> hits that button, and then the mines pop out of his, his mech and uh, activate. Um, but he's got this squeaky little voice, so if you say something like, hello, you know, you're talking to an ally. Yeah. Uh, he'll squeak something as a hamster, and then his um, weak AI that's built into the mech will translate whatever he said. Yeah. And this deep voice is just like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Deeper than that, though. I can't do it. That's one of those things where they do like a... It's obviously like a cute subversion. Mm-hmm. If you remember back to the movie Up. Oh, yeah. You have these uh, dogs which work for the villain of the movie. Spoilers on Up. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna spoil up. But it was like a, like a really angry looking German Shepherd type dog, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh damn. <laughs> and then you find out the dogs can speak due to like a box around their neck. Yeah. 
but he has this really really squeaky voice <laughs> and it just subverts that for you but it it's really enjoyable how they do that yeah i think that's a, that's a pretty accurate corollary that's very similar they just do enough fleshing out of certain things to kind of build personality around something whether it's a map or a character yeah where you can kind of identify with it mm-hmm. like i know a lot of people are like no reaper reaper's badass yeah yeah and I, I agree i'm in that camp yeah <laughs> i'm an edge lord <laughs> yeah they they definitely have some like some character designs that i wouldn't expect to see in like other types of games yeah they're just like because overwatch is pretty um well pretty <laughs> it's like they go for this cartoony art style they don't try to take themselves too seriously uh people that were hoping for like deep and like dark lore are probably disappointed at this point because they're not going there but um they introduce characters like i was talking about anna like this sniper healer basically right like she's a elderly egyptian grandmother with like a eye patch because she was shot in the eye you're just like not your common first person shooter protagonist. Yeah. We should we need a gram on here to balance this out. <laughs> yeah, right. Versus hamster. <laughs> I mean, and, and Blizzard understands though, because like, yeah, she has you know maybe she has a voice line or something about tea, but she also has a spray that is just like a, a tea bag, right? <laughs> so they they know their audience. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need to. Say what tea bagging is. I feel like that's kind oh, well, of no, right. Right, right, right. I mean, people just appreciate tea, as I assume. Yeah, yeah, like grandma, definitely. Right? I mean, I like tea, so a little bit of honey. I can, I can tea bag you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with the honey, of course. Right, right. Um, but uh, there is there is such a variety. I found that uh, players who may not even like a role might embrace it a little bit more, because there's one hero there that's really interesting. Like, um, we've had, uh, people who like never play healer, pick up healer. Cause there's one healer that they particularly like, and they kind of just gravitate to that one character. They're like, Oh, this person kind of clicks with me. Yeah. Like you and I are more so Zenyatta's than Mercy's. Right. Yeah. I don't play, I don't play Mercy as much, but like, because we have no mercy. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> Zarya actually has a voice line. That's just no mercy. <laughs> Which I will immediately spam if I'm playing Zarya and we have a Mercy on the team. Just make eye contact. No Mercy. <laughs> Please don't switch. <laughs> you should have picked Mercy. <laughs> um, but yeah, fun to play with friends. Uh, we have a group that, you know, usually two or three people get together and play some competitive matches. And uh, I don't know if that's more fun than when we play quick play because... When we have everybody in quick play, it's just ridiculous. I, I can't comment towards the, the comp you guys have been doing, but I'll typically hop in if we're doing like a, a group of quick play where we get some people together for a LAN party because I feel like I'm being social. It's one of the few games I have the multiplayer yeah. that I like playing. Because I didn't really get on the TF2 train, mm-hmm. and we, we've been playing that for years. Yeah, I think that's the standby now like that's the staple i think final day of land party yeah we go we go back and play a couple matches of tf2 it's hard now though because we played overwatch a bit like more recently and i'm yeah. like why is everything so floaty and slow <laughs> yeah you get used to a certain pacing of a game like overwatch and it's really hard to switch it is but uh 
I think I think it definitely fits in in a, a land party setting. There's a lot of there's a lot of good land party games, and it's definitely there. Um, we were talking a little bit about people switching roles, and I know that uh, you, you said you like to play Junkrat, so I assume most of the time you like to play play DPS. But do you play any other roles at all? I'll dabble sometimes. Like May is more of a defense type, right? But obviously not a tank. But if I'm going tank... She's kind of hybrid, right? Like, she's there in the middle. Like, she stops damage, which is what tanks do. So... But she has, like, no health. Yeah. She is a soft, soft lady. I've seen her actually in compositions, not to preempt your point, but I've seen her in compositions where you play with uh, with three DPS. Because usually the, the meta composition right now, in competitive at least, is two DPS, two tanks, and two healers. Yeah. But May is this hybrid type character who can block, like, a lot of damage with her abilities. So, like, sometimes they'll run one tank, May, and then two DPS, and then two healers or something. So it's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Not to devolve into the meta. Right. <laughs> to answer your first point, though. Yeah. Um, I've always liked Roadhog as a tank. Yeah. He's kind of been in lore, a drunk rat's buddy. Mm-hmm. But he has a hook to displace people and bring them to him. He has a scrap metal shotgun, which is just rewarding to shoot. <laughs> yeah. His melee is the hook that he throws out, just kind of smack him with it, slaps him with it. <laughs> he can self heal, which is I find really useful, because typically, like you said before, I don't want to stick with the whole group. Right. I want to try and flank, pick somebody off, cause some distraction, and then go back. Yeah. And it's helpful because I can just huff some health Mm -hmm. yeah he's very self-sufficient yeah yeah and again he's just it's a really cool design Mm -hmm. because he's this giant pig-like creature with a gas mask (laughs) but he's also really fat (laughs) yeah he's got the 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 um he's got an audi belly button that's kind of like gigantic because he's huge yes and he just made like he got a a pig tattoo around it so (laughs) his belly button's the nose it's a good character design um, it's something about the Audi that makes it like it's it's cute now. Yes. It's not just a fat slob. Like, oh, he's like, <laughs> right. it's cute little, little piggy. Yeah, yeah. And they uh, they they do a lot of work with the heroes. Like we were already talking about design. I don't want to get too far back into that. But like you described, as uh, you're, you're talking about a scrap gun. Yeah, he's like he'll load it up with just literally just like Nuts balls of scrap, right? Yeah. Metal. And then his uh, his ultimate is he like attach a attaches a hopper to it and like with a crank on the side, yeah. And then just starts like turning the crank and like grinding metal into usable scrap to just shoot out. Yeah, yeah just shoot out rapidly. And it's just great design. Like when his ultimate ends, he like flings the hopper off, right? Just like knocks it nope, to the don't side. Need that. <laughs> and I just I, I I love that. Also, all of his abilities have a good weight to them. Mm, yeah. Because of how big in his character is and how strong his abilities can be. Like, when you shoot, like, there's recoil on the gun. Yeah, for sure. When you throw out the hook, it feels like you're throwing it out. It's, oh, it's nice. Uh, yeah, I love that Blizzard, like, has to put the Butcher in every one of their games, even if he's not the Butcher. <laughs> like, they, they put him in his Roadhog. They put him in Dota. Like, that's not even their game. <laughs> no, I feel... I don't remember where exactly that started, mm-hmm. but there's always been like a a bigger guy who has a a hook. Yeah. Whether it's your Blitzcrank from League of Legends, your Pudge from Dota. It must have started with the Butcher, butcher right? Like, because the Butcher was 
a boss in Diablo 1, I think. I don't remember if he had a hook, though. No, possibly. I don't, oh, no, yeah, I don't think he had the hook. I'm not sure. Uh, Diablo 2 fans can write in, and uh, or Diablo 1 fans can write in and tell us about the origins of the Butcher. I'm not going to Google it, so you're our only hope. <laughs> um, yeah, just crazy amount of heroes. Great fun to play with friends. Um, they have had some trouble, I'd say, with balance recently. Um, and that's really tough when you've got all of those characters in, in tandem. And um, comparing this to a previous podcast, like we had, we talked about Dota 2. They have this huge cast of heroes. Like, it has to be 120 plus now. Yeah. It's a lot. And always, you know, some heroes are going to be stronger than others, but in dota there's like some pretty strong counters too so it's like um you might have a character that's really strong but there's someone else who's just inherently gonna be better than them even if their stats weren't that great uh something like that and overwatch it's really obvious because you can have um uh, one hero uh one hero picked per team of that person so like you could have one roadhog on each team right um so sometimes, like, as the game develops, as people figure out who's really good heroes, at the higher tiers, it turns into, here's exactly these six heroes against exactly these six heroes, and it doesn't change. <laughs> and that's not as fun to watch, you know, as a spectator thing. Yeah. But also, if that's what's good in meta... Yeah. I don't think you can really break away from it, because it's, it's good for a reason. Right. And one of their, one of their core... Uh, philosophies kind of in the development of overwatch is blizzard wanted uh people to switch a lot like they're like oh you're having trouble just switch off pick a different hero things like that and originally when the game came out you could have as many of one type of hero as you wanted so you're just like everybody wants to be may do it um history has decided that was a mistake (laughs) yeah you could technically infinitely wall off an area (laughs) or if you were six winstons you could keep doing bubble shields and progress that way yeah you're just like let's just be invincible (laughs) five winstons and a lucio (laughs) it's a weird band (laughs) um but uh but they they've they've done their best and they're reacting probably quicker to it there's been you know some balance changes over the years um and they continue to do that so there's balance changes on the ptr right now yeah for hanzo which again i'm complaining about because I never learned him, and he's really good right now. He's good against the characters that I like to play. <laughs> that's, that's always rough. But um, certain characters you literally cannot... Like, as a Junkrat, I can't really stop a Pharah if she's flying above. Right. Because my shots are all arcing projectiles. It's and very I kind of have to hope for the best. <laughs> I've occasionally gotten a kill, and I'll brag about it for a day. Right. But it's really rare. Gotta work off that hype. So you need somebody who has... Like, like Soldier 76 can just shoot her down out of the air yeah just kind of point and click somebody with hit scan yeah mm-hmm. but if you don't have that it's that's why you gotta kind of react to what their team comp is yeah and be able to deal with it it's like a common uh common duo would be have a, a farah flying around with a mercy on her uh far mercy is the colloquial term and uh just boosting her damage, keeping her alive and things. And if you have that against the team who's fielding a Doomfist, who's this like almost melee-like character with yeah. most of his abilities, and a Junkrat, 
and nobody can shoot into the air, <laughs> like at the height that she's flying, you're going to have a bad time. Yes. <laughs> so the game has a lot of uh, things like that built into it where you have to adapt to what your opponents are fielding. So I'm sure some of the changes came from them just observing people in quick play, mm -hmm. having some of the dev team in quick play and other competitive games. Yeah, a lot of stats but, too. Yeah. Blizzard records everything. <laughs> but I mean, between that and now, like with Overwatch League, yeah, and seeing like pro teams play it live, it's true. you might try and balance it. Like, oh my god, they've been rolling with Diva for the past sixteen games, <laughs> and they did. Yeah, that's actually an exact example. Diva was picked all the time. So oh, then, then what I said was intentional. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> so they changed her up a bit, um, and that's definitely true. There is character. There is a character um, who's never been picked in the Overwatch League. Symmetra really has never been picked in the overwatch league and uh jeff kaplan who is um you know jeff's in the overwatch team. yeah jeff from the overwatch team yeah head of all this has um uh he's talking with a, a streamer and he's like yeah i mean i kind of wish you'd be picked once you know <laughs> just once you know a situational thing maybe yeah. but like one time so they like reworked the hero um and now she's just not in competitive at all she's She's actually banned out until they're happy with where she's at. Really interesting. Yeah, they changed her stuff around quite a bit. Yeah. She's she she used to be like a support technically. She did a bunch of like she did some barriers and things like that, and then they changed her barriers around so they were less directly focused on the team. Um. And then they're like, all right, we give up. We'll just make her, make her DPS. <laughs> it's like, it, it's really tough. Um, it's going to be fun, though, to actually be able to design a character and see where it fits into a whole cast of already existing heroes. Yeah. There is a, there was an interview with Jeff um, kind of when the game was coming out, when he was talking about uh, how Winston was provided as an idea. And they're like, all right. And I'm going to paraphrase this. You guys can look up the interview if you want and uh, be more accurate. It's a good good one. But he's like, um, some, a member of the team was describing the idea of Winston to him. He's like, he's a gorilla. He's a, he's a gorilla. And they're like, okay. And you're like, interesting. Like, but he's like, he's strong. He's a tank. He's defensive. Like, all right. It's like, and he's a scientist. And they're like, uh, what? you know, kind of like, you're like, yeah, yeah. He's a scientist gorilla and he's got a, he's got a jet pack. And they're like, okay, that's pretty awesome. Like, all right, we can do this. <laughs> scientist gorilla with a jet pack. And then he's like, and he can talk. <laughs> and, then, and Jeff's just like, all right, whatever. At this point, just throw in whatever you want. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I just love that. That's I mean, good. the scientist part does justify some of his abilities. <laughs> yeah. Because he can put down like a, a bubble shield mm -hmm. to block. I think it's like 400 damage. Yeah, something. it's like a fair amount. Yeah. And then he has like a lightning gun. Yeah, Tesla cannon. Yeah, to yeah. shoot like possibly multiple nearby enemies. Yeah. And it also will go through shields, which is nice. It is nice. If you have somebody like a Reinhardt or a Brigitte. Mm. And it doesn't require, like, per like absolutely perfect aiming. If you have amazing reflexes and the best tracking, you know, whatever, you'll obviously play the hero better at higher tiers. But <clears throat> something Blizzard's done is a lot of people who don't play first-person shooters before Overwatch, like, there's a hero they might completely enjoy um, without, you know, being... A crack shot where you're just like I'm gonna hit every headshot 
Yeah, if you have trouble with aiming, you can always pick Bastion. That's true. <laughs> it's tough. How do I move and shoot enemies at the same time? Or move one of these elements? <laughs> I mean, you can always be Bastion on the cart, too. That's true. Then it's difficult, though. Now <laughs> you're moving, so it's, it's harder again. Um, but even he, he's another... It's just a robot character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but similar to how... Um, Nintendo has made, I think it's Rob. Yeah. As like this lovable robot, he is also this very beepy boopy. Yeah. Type of character who also has like a little pet bird, which kind of sits on his shoulder. I didn't realize that actually. I guess I don't know enough about Rob. Is Bastion just a ripoff no, of was, Rob? No, I was. Oh, okay. Bastion. Okay, all right. I was just like, I didn't know this about. I Rob. mentioned Rob, and then he was no longer in the story. <laughs> it, was, it was gone. Yeah. Yeah. No, Bastion's actually really great. We have. Uh, I think probably three or four people in our our friends group that just really yeah you, like you like Bastion yeah um, I know Ian really likes Bastion and I actually also like Bastion but he's just really tough right now like he's probably one of the characters that will get a rework at some point I think next one's probably Torbjorn yeah and then they may do Bastion because it's just like really hard to find the perfect place to put him. Yeah. The big thing is, like, we were talking about how heroes kind of, like, will counter each other, or some are just really bad against other heroes, things like that. Bastion is an all-in hero, where your entire team basically has to conform their picks to, like, support you, or it doesn't really work. Yeah, because he transforms from, like, a walking robot into, I am literally a turret, I have the highest DPS in the game... And have unlimited ammo type thing, and you're yeah. just chain gunning people. Yeah, practically. But yeah, when you do that, you're very stationary. Mm-hmm. So you kind of need a Reinhardt or a Nerissa to provide some shields and defense for you. Yeah. And also, you don't want to. Ideally, you don't want to stay in the same spot because people are going to know where you are and trying to focus you down. Yeah. Like to then deal with the rest of your team. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can go, pop down, kill two people, and reposition again. Like a recent game we were doing, I was. Bastion and it was going surprisingly well. Yeah. Because I get like five kills. I'm like, they know I'm still here, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll I'll stay here till it stops working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's another like kind of he would be self sufficient if he wasn't kind of like stationary because he can heal himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when he's in that sentry mode when he's deployed, also he's got a cool transformation animation. It's like the the like the main gun comes down off of his back and yeah. literally transformers to your stuff. And uh, kind of sits there in place and uh, has some damage resistance from the front, actually. His uh, his head hitbox moves to his back when he's transformed. Interesting. Yeah. He's got that little power pack like where his eye is, basically. That's in his back when he's transformed. So if you sneak up behind him, you can kind of just do a bunch of damage real quick. Shoot him in the butt? Yep, shoot him in the butt. That's the key. Nice. I'm actually learning today. This is nice. Yeah. We like to be educational on this podcast from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to our Overwatcher tips and tricks <laughs> YouTube channel <laughs> don't do that we don't have one um, Junkrat left click <laughs> sometimes you hit shift or E or right click I think oh yeah there's actually a lot of things I'll put into Junkrat but traditionally it's just barrage right. barrage the living fuck out of me <laughs> you have infinite ammo in this game that's the other thing too a lot of yeah. first you might have to reload your weapon yes you do but 
Um, almost all weapons have to be reloaded. Divas, cannons don't, but um, it was really interesting when I started playing. I was like, okay, how much, like, who's going to resupply ammo? How am I going to... Okay, literally just infinite ammo. All right. <laughs> okay, I guess that's just the way it goes now, so. It's nice, though, because I feel like that'd be in kind of a pain in the ass mechanic. It doesn't fit into the pacing of this yeah. one. Yeah. Because you usually want to have your team go get to an objective or push the objective and make things happen because that like pro tier things go fairly quickly yeah and if you're like guys we got to go back to the base frame <laughs> yeah it slowed it down yeah this is not like a cover shooter <laughs> right <No>. like <laughs> you're not going to be like okay we have this prolonged firefight across the trenches and <laughs> then we'll have field ops run back down supply ammo no not gonna happen if one guy running the telephone <laughs> sir it's the general <laughs> yeah tracer comes on the intercom <laughs> the calvary is here <laughs> cheers love <laughs> she's like hang up <laughs> we don't need help <laughs> yeah uh, the the game is not without their their own uh controversy though i think when the loot box craze kind of took off and not necessarily the implementation of loot boxes but battlefront 2 brought everyone's attention to it yeah. right and uh a lot of the articles that were going around on the net were the net <laughs> i'm old <laughs> were uh, uh kind of putting overwatch in that forefront as well it's like uh they have this the normal scheme kind of for a game where you can just buy it outright i think it's like 40 bucks or so um, but you can pay for cosmetic loot drops. Yeah. It's really optional, though. I feel like a lot of the things, and this came up in Dota 2 a little bit, where if you just play the game enough, mm-hmm. you will get rewards. Yeah. So as you play through even just pub games of Overwatch, every time you get a level, you get a loot box. Mm-hmm. And you can have different sprays, different voice lines or emotes, or different skins for your character. Which I think enhances your gameplay experience if you're... I'm really big into Roadhog. Yeah. I got this cool Roadhog skin. It makes me enjoy playing the character that much more. And that's a really cool feeling. And you can acquire points uh, as a separate in-game currency. Yeah, you got the coins. Yeah, you to mm-hmm. unlock that specific skin that you want if you didn't get it from a drop. Right. But you also, of course, have the option to buy loot boxes if you want. Yep. Which, again... Is just it's straight gambling. Yep. Uh, I think some of it is fine to a degree if you want to opt into it, but it definitely preys on your on your uh, your tendencies to want cool things. Yeah, like and the animation for opening a loot box. Yeah. Ugh. Everybody understands at this point in like the AAA industry that the animation of the loot box matters. Like uh, Battlefront Two did the same thing. They had like. Uh, I don't know if they were, like, containers or something like that, like, slid open, and, like, they would come out as discs, and then you'd see yeah. what they were. Like, everybody's got something like that. And, I mean, if I'm just playing and there's no events going on, I really don't feel like I need to buy loot boxes at all. I have spent a fair amount of money on loot boxes at this point for my myself and my wife, but the uh, day-to-day, I don't feel like I should. But when the event drops, and I see all these sweet skins, I'm just like, oh, yeah. I'm the same way with Dota 2. Yeah. They know. They know the, They know that human brain. They've got that yeah. figured out. Reptile, I, <laughs> reptile brain wants loot box. 
<laughs> Since the dawn of man. <laughs> yeah. Just imagining the uh, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey thing, but instead of like the uh, monument there, what what is um, it has a term, right? Obelisk, right? Instead of the obelisk that all the the champs are kind of like gathering around, it's just a giant loot box. <laughs> <laughs> This will uplift us. <laughs> Where's my credit card? <laughs> so yeah, probably not that, but... I don't know. I mean, it is what it is, I guess. They're gonna get filthy rich, and I'm gonna have a lot of fun playing the game, so... <laughs> Man, I thought we were starting out with like a hard-hitting opinion direction, and we're just gonna... <laughs> yeah. Just kind of peter down. Yeah, we're just gonna cut that off at the knees. <laughs> Man, loot boxes are bad. I buy loot boxes. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> It's just like drugs are the worst. Do you want to do some drugs? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun time, um, and they they kind of recently. Um, so we had written out some of the the, the topics we wanted to cover uh, as far as the script for the Overwatch uh, talk, the part that is actually scripted, which Wait, apparently what? is not. This a lot. is scripted, right? I don't give this to you, but I've been relying on notes. <laughs> this is why I talk so much. I don't let you talk. <laughs> But in uh, the original, exactly, <laughs> Dave, stay down. <laughs> uh, there's a point here for dealing with toxicity, which was um, kind of a big problem in competitive and even quick play. Um, people just didn't really dislike losing, and they really dislike this feeling that their teammates are worse than them. Yeah, which is, as it turns out, universal almost, which cannot be statistically true, <laughs> right? Yeah, people want to win, and if you lost, it, it wasn't your fault. It's that guy, right? You're like, how is it fucked po- this up for me? How is it possible that every single one of my teammates in every single one of my games is in the bottom 20% of players when I should be top, you know, 80 or whatever, yeah. right? That's not how matchmaking works. Welcome to Elo Hell. <laughs> but uh, they did introduce a uh, endorsement system recently, which works a lot like um, like Dota's commendation system. Mm-hmm. I think League had something too. But they kind of like reward players for good behavior. Yeah. Not being a dick. And I think I actually, I'm not sure if I 100% like it the way Overwatch did it more than Dota or not, but um, in Dota, you had like a fixed amount each week, right? Like six or five or something like that. Mm. And you're just like, this teammate right here just was awesome for some reason or another. Take this and just give them the coin. Like, you know, the gift, whatever, you place the coin in their hands. Um, but uh, the way Overwatch does it is every game you play, you get three. You can give them to your allies, you can give them to your enemies, if they were, like, a good sport or whatever. Uh, you just can't give them to your friends. You better let not friends. And on top of that, they give you 50 experience every time you give somebody one, which is, like, pushes you to the next loot box. Yeah. Um, so if you want to get loot boxes as quick as possible, you should actually just use them all the time. So this has led to situations where, like, I'm not paying attention to which enemies, you know, I'm kind of giving them to uh, if I'm in a hurry or something. Yeah. Which is probably not, like, that useful to the system because I have absolutely no idea how toxic they were to their own team or anything like that, right? Well, yeah, you wouldn't know. Yeah. But what advantage do they get for... So there's a... um, There's basically a radial wheel next to their portrait on um, the player menu, kind of, Mm -hmm. for each match. And the radio wheel will be filled out with um, different colors based off what type of commendations they've received. So one of them is like shot collar, which is supposed to be for like leading your team. 
That one's yellow and it's the most rare because people don't usually give that one out. Um, so if you see somebody and they've got like a huge chunk of yellow, you know you're going to have to mute them eventually because they're just <laughs> not going to shut up. Right? Um, which has actually happened a little bit. Yeah, We've played some games where people are like, all right, you should play this hero. We should do this. And like, I get that you're trying to be the team captain, but you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> My dad left. You're not my real dad. <laughs> Looking up at Team Captain. Yeah. Uh, but overall, it has actually improved, um, I think, the behavior in the community. Uh, it seems like people are less likely to just go off the rails because there's this thing in the back of their head that says that they want to get at least a commendation at the it's, end. Again, the incentive. People are like, I want to be rewarded for a thing. Yeah. Even if it's something minor, yep. you think about it. It's the gold sticker effect, right? Yep. And they also, um, at the same time they implemented this, they're like, all right, so you get these this building endorsement system. People can like take a look and see how positive or whatever player you are. Um, and uh, if there's action ever taken against your account, like maybe you were silenced for saying a bunch of racist crap in, tra- in chat or something like yeah. that, uh, you instantly lose all of your endorsements. So it's kind of like giving people like these nice points. You're just like sticking ribbons on a kid or something, right? You're just like ribbon, ribbon, ribbon. Oh, you shouldn't have stolen that cookie. And you just like take all the ribbons off the kid. That's the psychological equivalent, I think. I'm not a psychologist. (laughs) Interesting approach to Boy Scouts, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Here's all your badges. You're an Eagle Scout. And you're just like demoted, kicked out, take everything. Did you spit gum in the forest? You're out. (laughs) (laughs) Take nothing but pictures. (laughs) Leave nothing but footprints. I don't even know if they can leave footprints. They got like moccasins, right? I'm not an Eagle Scout. (laughs) I'm not any type of scout. (laughs) But I do follow the Scouts Code. What's, what's the scout's code, Dan? I don't know. It was a team line from League of Legends. It was okay. supposed to be a reference. Okay, all right. I don't. I haven't played that much League. Certain listeners will appreciate that, I'm sure. But. I don't buts. Know. Yeah, buts. Next topic, buts. Uh, I think uh, that's, that's pretty good coverage. Pretty good coverage of the game overall. I yeah. think we've explained everything. Literally every character we've gone over. Yep, everybody. Every map in detail. Definitely. There's nothing that people are probably going to want to. The different mechanics of how to approach certain game types. Mm-hmm. Email us about. Certain interactions. The growth of Overwatch as a game. We literally covered everything. It's yeah. I think this is this is probably the bibliography <laughs> of Overwatch. <laughs> Jeff Kaplan, please sponsor us and use this in your next... They could honestly just like shut the game down at this point because they're not going to get a better recap i think yeah don't watch overwatch league just listen to this podcast over and over <laughs> yeah <laughs> we could use that ad revenue <laughs> we do get ad revenue right so anyway guys uh... <laughs> so we're gonna run a quick ad from our advertisers um this is just gonna be every advertiser we have up to this point all right thanks for listening i'm glad that everyone stuck through to the end of another relatively long episode um, I appreciate it, and uh, if you have any thoughts, questions, feel free to email them in at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. 
If you like us, feel free to like us at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. We'd be glad to have you. I look forward to hearing from you guys, and I'll see you in the next one. Good night, everybody. Two to the one, from the one to the three. What's up? This is Jeff from the Overwatch team, making changes that you wouldn't believe gonna take you out with a long-range beam. Three to the one, from the one to the three. Don't want you to be frustrated with me, but you know, it will be interesting to see your reaction when we nerf McCree. I've been to the forum, made my IQ drop. All your dumb suggestions, it's time to stop. If you're not a Grandmaster, then I'm just gonna mock. Just keep buying boxes till the best skins unlock. Get on the PTR, the new patches need to her the Anna was too hard to beat. So now she's lost her other eye. Anna means prepare to cry out to form a party. Let's get it started. I'm looking for a team with two tanks and a lot of health. Instant locking Hanzo fucking kill yourself. Phase ass extended. It's working as intended. I'm looking for a mercy that will do whatever the fuck I say every day. She'll be healing me up. Build that alt for me. 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 Build that alt for me.